Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hey, uh, happy to be here. Love this episode. It was a cutie. I think it's the episode that we've all been waiting for. We've wanted more Topanga and we got it. So yay for us. Yeah, this is the episode that I was referring to. This is the episode I thought we were watching last week, but Disney Plus pulled a move on us. Um, <laughs> they did a so, real switcheroo. Yeah, so this is the one I thought we were talking about. I, I loved this episode, but we can cut the suspense. I thought it was really fun. Um, but yeah, how are um, how are your post-Thanksgiving things going? Did you do a ton of online shopping on Friday? I haven't done any shopping. I think that I bought like a couple things on Friday. Um, Thanksgiving itself was really good. Uh, I honestly, I didn't miss like going places for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and I didn't miss like getting ready and like going somewhere and like the whole to do. It was just Drew and I, and it was probably our nicest Thanksgiving. And we've spent um, a heap ton of, thanksgivings together yeah that was everything for you good so last we spoke on the podcast our plan was to go to my parents house we were going to socially distance dinner and all of that however our plans changed um will so will has to go for anybody who doesn't know will has to go into work physically go into work um and there was question as to whether or not one of his co-workers like he has been out sick for a while and nobody really knew why and so just out of like an abundance of caution we just stayed home like we have not gone anywhere the only places he's gone is to work we're mm-hmm. still waiting to hear more maybe he, he might get tested just to be safe we don't yeah. we feel fine we don't feel sick but neither of us felt comfortable going someplace without knowing more information so we ended up just like getting a bunch of food to make ourselves. So instead of a turkey, we made a chicken. I mean, neither one of us are huge on turkey and I didn't want to get this ginormous turkey for two people. Yeah. Um. So we had a roast chicken. We made a bunch of really yummy foods and it was actually really nice. Like I thought I would miss, I mean, I do miss seeing my family, but I thought I would miss it more, but it was actually really nice and relaxing because you can kind of just do whatever, whenever yeah. with just two of you. Absolutely. Um. That's like the huge bonus perks of it like drew and i like we cooked dinner together and we ate at like four o'clock or whatever like uh, you know it's so silly that you eat in the middle of the day for american thanksgiving i haven't really cracked the code as why but that's just like how it's done so and then while we were eating we put on some nice music and it was just relaxing just the two of us mm-hmm the only people that did not get the relaxing memo were the dogs who were little beggars throughout dinner. So, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They did not get the memo to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we eat earlier in the day, too. I kind of like it because then you can like – you can eat like almost like a lunch slash dinner and then save room for like dessert when you would normally eat dinner. So. Yeah. Yeah, I took like a I took like a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we were up. Okay, so this is like another silly thing. Like there's this like bakery up at like 5:30 so that we could get a pie from this bakery. So crazy. Can you and get I, it? You couldn't get it the day before? Uh, I don't, or is it not as fresh? I don't know. I I guess it's like not as fresh, but it's like they still are here and like Drew is like still eating them. Like <laughs> Oh like my gosh. So how many later? pies did you get? Well, we got a pumpkin pie and he also got a coconut custard pie, but I don't like yeah. coconut, so I'm not eating it. Yeah. So he literally just got it for himself. Hey. And he's just like working on it. It's like, okay. Yeah. We had a similar situation in which Will was making, I do not really care for sweet potatoes. If I eat them, it's usually like in fry form. So he loves like sweet potato casserole with like the marshmallows on top. So that was going to be his contribution to our family Thanksgiving. Um, However, like – it was just us and I don't eat them. So we have this huge like nine by 13 casserole dish oh, filled wow. with sweet potato casserole. He's been eating it, but I, I'm assuming it's going to go bad before he can finish it because yeah. so much. Did you even try it though? I did try it. I'm still – I liked the marshmallow like top, but I'm not a huge fan of of the yams portion. Really? So don't you, don't, you don't eat like a baked or a roasted sweet potato? No. 
I mean, really? I'll I'll try them, but like it's funny because Will does not like normal potatoes. Like he doesn't like the meat of the potato. So he'll eat fries and he'll eat like hash browns and stuff like that. But he won't eat like mashed potatoes. He won't eat a baked potato. And I would say I'm kind of similar about sweet potatoes in that. Like I'll eat them if it's like in fry form. And even then, like I'm not really – I'd rather have a regular potato. All right. But You guys are strange over there. (laughs) But I'm not judging. No, it's fine. Listen, people can weigh in on if they like potatoes or sweet potatoes. I feel like sweet potatoes are kind of controversial. Like I don't think everybody likes them. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any like 90s nightcap today? Oh my gosh. So for those who are listening, we're recording a bit early this week because we have other stuff going on the days where we normally record. So it's actually currently 1038 in the morning, um, that we are recording. So no, I just have some seltzer. It's a little bit early for me. (laughs) You mean you're not day drinking? (laughs) No, I have like, I have to get up on a ladder and hang up Christmas lights. So I really feel like that's not wise to drink before doing that. Okay. I mean, (laughs) you could drink and just like, that's how you get through it but I mean if I fell I suppose I'd be a little bit more limber and I wouldn't hurt myself (laughs) but seems like I'd be most likely to fall but yeah I don't have anything either yeah it's an off week for us 90s nightcap is is not happening this week (laughs) no I'm working on some I working on some coffee currently yeah that sounds like a good 10 30 a.m drink (laughs) it's appropriate it's appropriate yeah but um but yeah let's uh let's get into it um we are talking about season one episode 14 she loves me she loves me not so we're like fully outside of punny mode right like we we haven't been punny in a few right we're over it air date was january 14th 1994 and then as previous mentioned the real episode number is episode 13 yeah in, in reality Right. But we're going in Disney Plus order because we figure anybody yeah. who's listening is and watching along with us is probably yeah. watching via Disney Plus. So Yeah, and Mickey Mouse owns all of our souls. So if Mickey says we have to do something, <laughs> we have to do something, or else Mickey will murder us all. Also true. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we start off the episode. Minkus has left Topanga a paper camellia. Um and it's like an origami. Why don't he make, right? Well, I don't know because I think he's mastered it because at the end of the episode, he has like 14 that he's mm-hmm. ripping apart. So I feel like this is just like one of Minkus's extracurricular activities that he would do. Um, and he is just working on it. He has, you know, Topanga asks if he made her that rose and he corrected her. Um, because he chose the camellia specifically because it means, um, it means, what does it mean? Perfect loveliness. Perfect loveliness. So cute. So sweet. Um, yeah, but just like a FYI, Minkus, you're not going to be getting girls if you correct her about something so arbitrary <laughs> as like, no, actually, this is a camellia, not a rose. You're not going to be getting the chicks that way. Girls don't want to be corrected constantly, Minkus. I don't think she minded that much because like she likes learning things so i don't know oh. that topanga is someone who particularly minds <laughs> okay i co- i totally get where you're coming from yeah, though, I to be mind. like actually like no one likes to be actual lead nobody yeah, yeah no Mm-mm. yeah no. So, so did uh, you ever do like origami when you were younger yeah i mean i think we all did origami in some capacity um but i don't think what what i was actually i don't know if this is considered origami but I was a master of future tellers. Oh, the cootie catchers. Okay. I guess like different regions call it something else, but you called it future future tellers or fortune tellers? Uh, who knows? I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I'm just curious because we I think we always called them cootie catchers, but I think I've also heard them called like fortune yeah maybe fortune okay. teller or something like so, that. So just to make sure we're talking about the same thing, these are like little I don't even know how to describe them, but you would write on them and then it would be like the, uh, the, at the base of it, it would be like your future. So it'd be like, you will get married to 
like Mike and, or like you'll have like three kids and then you would put numbers on them and then yes. you would do this thing where it was like, I don't know, I, I, I don't, it's like a wonton type of shape and you would play with your friends. Yeah. So yeah the, way, the way we did it was the top four were colors. And so if you picked oh. like blue, we would do like B-L-U-E and mm-hmm. move them four times. And then yes. after that, it would be a number – I think. Mm -hmm. And then you'd open it up and that would be your fortune. But I don't remember. I'm trying to remember if we did it more like a magic eight ball to where it was like, yes, no answers underneath. So you'd have to like ask it a question. Mm. But I don't remember. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I used to make those all the time. I'm trying to, after we record, I kind of want to see if I still have any recollection on how to make them. Oh yeah, I have no um, idea how I would how you'd even start. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I need some help with my future right now. So maybe <laughs> the the fortune teller cootie catcher will <laughs> help me out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was more into um folding like notes that I would give to like my friends. So you'd like pa- not pass notes, like I guess you pass them in class, but more like uh, when you saw your friends like in between classes, you'd pass a note and it was always like a little square shape, like very, very small was what I would fold mine into. And it would be like tucked in. Mm. I still, I have like a nervous thing whenever like I'm talking. Um, I used to do this in therapy. I would, like rip papers a lot. But like if I'm at a restaurant, somebody hands me like a straw wrapper. I still... Or like um, one of those like you know those paper napkin rings. Yeah, I still to this day make paper footballs. Oh, that's funny. Of like a nervous habit, huh? I still do it. Well, I haven't been to a restaurant in a while, but I would assume that I would still do it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe by the time we go back, you'll have maybe I, the habit's it. broken. Mm-hmm. So Corey notices that love is blooming everywhere, especially with the nerds. <laughs> Yeah, he's so rude about this. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, I, I'm not a fan of, like, young Corey being, like, kind of a bully towards, like, Topanga and Minkus all the time. Minkus sometimes deserves it, but I never feel like Topanga ever deserves it. No, no. So he's making fun of Topanga and Minkus, and he calls out Minkus for having – for being 48 pounds in general and Topanga for just being 10 pounds of hair – yeah, that's and a common thing this episode. He talks about Topanga's hair all the time. A lot, which is great because uh, last episode we talked about how much we loved Topanga's hair in this new version. So we've mm-hmm. currently gone past the crimps and we're now at these beautiful curls. Yeah. And we talked about like, is this Danielle Fisher's official's natural hair um like what is this like what was her hair type or like process like and Mm -hmm. i kind of did some research and i was wondering if you would like to do a deep dive with me absolutely daniel who doesn't need to know like everybody needs to know how she did her hair so first of all um i do want to say that i had reached out on twitter and was just like a total fangirl with Danielle Fischel. And I messaged her saying that I was a huge fan and that we've been doing a rewatch and that um, I wanted to know if that was like her natural hair or Mm -hmm. like what the process was. And she actually got back to me on Twitter. Like she responded to me, which I was, that was exciting. And she said, thank you. It was all of her own hair, but she curled it to get that look or they curled it to get that look. So that's like some basic facts. It was all her own hair. There's no hair pieces Mm -hmm. and that they curled it. So then on top of that, I did some further research. Um, Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So this is from an article of InStyle Magazine. And we're lucky enough that just to start off, Danielle has a hair care line. So a few years ago called Be Free, a few years ago, she um, did a handful of interviews about her hair. 
So that, if that's, of course, that's if, so funny. If that's not lucky, then I I don't know what is. So well, that and it was so like like you like we were talking about with like Rachel's hair and friends. Like her hair yes. was very iconic for the nineties. Yes, and and in one of the articles, I think it was the InStyle article that I'm about to reference. She said that people would come in to hairstyle uh, salons. And would ask for the Topanga, just like people mm-hmm. would ask for the Rachel. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so, um, um, so this is a quote from Danielle in this InStyle magazine. I loved all of Topanga's hair from season one she, when she was a flower child. I wouldn't want to crimp my hair like that now, but looking back, those are some of my favorites. Um, but she also loved wearing her hair in large curls kind of like we're seeing i think this is what she's referring to in Mm -hmm. um like what we're seeing in these couple of episodes so they used a steam curler kit and apparently you would put like salt and water into it and it was the best way to curl her hair ever so every day in the show she would have about a hundred of those rollers all over her head and she would have to wear them for hours and even went to dinner like that at times. And then she laughs that half of her Boy Meets World pictures have her in hair rollers. Yeah, that tracks, I guess. I guess she has so – and I think, like, based on the volume that she gets, it looks like she has a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then she, in, re- in reference to the um, the crimps, she wrote – Uh, did a different um, article or interview with the New York Post. And she said that they um, – worked really hard with her hair over the show and that um, they went through a different, a ton of different ways of styling it. And in terms of the crimps that her mom spent two and a half hours every night braiding her hair to achieve the voluminous crimped look that the producers saw after in the early seasons. That's crazy. So yeah, her mom (laughs) braided her hair for two and a half hours. And then um, furthermore, I had read in the article that, um, that her hair became kind of just like a thing in the show and that eventually Topanga or Danielle really wanted to cut it because it's, it was long her entire life since she was like two years old. It had, it was very long and it was heavy, which you talk about your hair being heavy all the time. I joke that I have three strands of hair, so I've never had to experience heavy hair, but her hair is really, really heavy because it's really thick and it was really long and that they had to um, write into the show, which is an episode down the line where Topanga is talking about how her hair doesn't make her beautiful, like she's beautiful, and that um, she winds up cutting her own hair in the episode because she wants to prove a point to Corey that it's like not her hair that makes her beautiful. It's like the inside that counts. Um, And like her outside appearance, it's not what makes her beautiful. So she, they had to, in order for Danielle to be able to cut her hair, they had to make an agreement to write that into a plot line of the episode. And they actually like cut her own hair. Like it had to be like one take obviously in the actual episode. Yeah, and then they just fixed it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Now, if my hair gets like a few inches longer than my shoulders, it becomes so heavy. It do- it does give me headaches. Like it's it's really heavy. So I can only imagine if she has hair similar to mine that it's like her hair was down past her waist. Like it yeah. was long. Yeah, yeah and um, she said that it was like that for like most of her life at that yeah. point. I don't blame her for wanting to to change it up. You know, especially at that age. Yeah, um, and then she referred to the full feathered bangs that we talked about <laughs> last week as well. And she said that yeah. she has like a really small forehead, and she should yes, those bangs. I agree. I also have kind of a not, not as small as hers, I don't think, but I have a smaller forehead, and so like I agree with that. It's like there's no space for them. <laughs> yeah. So she said to achieve that look, you had to fully curl them with a little curling iron and then like tease them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so much work. <laughs> so much work for a young kid. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, so those are some Topanga hair facts. Um, I'm so happy that we did that deep dive because now I don't feel shitty about my hair just being like gross and horrible because you have to work <laughs> to get that hair. It's not yeah. natural. Yeah, the the thickness is natural, but the actual look itself is is not and takes a lot of work. I mean, if you have natural curls like that, good on you. But 
Um, Maybe yeah. Carrie Russell has natural curls like yes. that. Yes. Oh, beautiful. But speaking speaking Maybe of have looks. have to do a deep dive in her hair. <laughs> when yeah, she comes sorry. back uh, as Feeney's uh, niece sometime in the future, we will. Um, yeah, speaking we'll speaking of outward right. appearances, um, Topanga says to Corey after he makes fun of them, I think people who judge other people by their outward appearances are shallow and ignorant and will have much to answer for in their next life. And that is correct, Topanga. Call him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I'm glad that she stands up for herself in this um, instance. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, Feeney comes in, starts to teach the class, and uh, Corey says he has a good weekend because his mom made brownies and his dad rented two monster videos, which I feel like is pretty like low standards of having a good weekend. And then Sean said that his weekend was good because he sold blood. Yeah, I mean, we're not at Sean living in a trailer park yet, but I feel like we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We are nearly there. Yeah, so they find out they're going to have a guest lecturer, and in walks Eric to both Corey and Phoenix's surprise. Um, yeah. Eric basically says that the smart kids don't have time, and he has nothing better to do besides, like, getting out of, like, algebra or something, so he might as well do a lecture. Topanga immediately looks smitten with oh, Eric. Yeah. The minute he walks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, high, high interest. Yes. And Eric's like really doesn't take this seriously. He basically all he talks about is like, oh, parties are better because you can stay out later. Cool clothes are a must. Uh, most popular kids hang out in the parking lot. So he's giving them more like social information versus anything to do. I mean, it's important information, but it has nothing. It's not serious at all. He's not actually telling them information that That's would be. Cool. Yeah. Or yeah. Dr- like drugs and alcohol, which come up later. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't take it very seriously. Yeah. I remember when I was in sixth grade, we had the same exact scenario. Like we had like a kid from high school come and talk about um, what it will be like. And I do actually, coincidentally, it was a kid's older brother that came too. It's like the same exact coincidence. And everybody was like really excited to have a high school kid like come and talk about it. And I remember like the kid that it was in class was making jokes because his older brother was there. Um, It was like a big like to do that day. I think he did a better job um, of explaining like, I think it's it was the same point. It was like peer pressure. I think that this is a common occurrence that happens in sixth grade or what I, I guess maybe fifth grade these days. I or I don't know what happens. Yeah. Because they keep talking about them going into high school, but they're going into seventh grade. But I the more I hear it, the more I'm convinced that's the same exact scenario of what my junior high and my high school experience was, where the two schools are connected. And you could be a seventh grader running into a 12th grader in the halls. Like, that's totally possible. Like, they tried to keep us separated, but there's still, like, some interference. Um, So I think it's a junior high school that they're going into. Not, like, a high school, but it's connected. Yeah, I think you're correct. I think that tracks based on what they've told us. Yeah. Um, But Topanga (coughs) – excuse me. Topanga – uh, after school, stops by and brings brownies to the Matthews residence. Um, and Corey and um, Sean are just hanging out. And is it just me or is Topanga wearing makeup? Did you notice? <laughs> I, I didn't notice, but I wouldn't be surprised. She- yeah, especially because she says later that like, oh, I have t- to go get ready. Like it. It makes sense. So what did you notice? Like a little like pink lipstick? Like what yeah, was- it was um it was more of like a nude, like nude terracotta color kind of 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 lipstick. Um and like I mean it's hard it was hard to tell maybe something on her eyes, but mostly it was like a, a lip color change that I noticed. Wow. Look um, at her. Getting yeah, so she getting a little dressed up for her trip over with brownies. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was fun. She brings yeah, she brings brownies and like you know like she just like pretty much invites herself right in. Like oh, do you have yeah. milk? Like yeah, come on in, Topanga. Yeah, Sean helps himself, invites him in, points out where the milk is. Mm-hmm. Um, Topanga 
okay, well, those brownies look like dry as f. So, but I, 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 they didn't look very good. They look like a cakey brownie. I was gonna ask which one you like brownies. better. A yeah, fudgy. I prefer fudgy. I have I bake the ba- I bake the best brownies, and they're fudgy. Yeah, I prefer the fudgy ones. You know which ones are really good is the um. I don't know how to pronounce this, so like if I sound like an Ghirardelli? idiot, yes, yeah, okay, is it Ghirardelli? I mean, Ghirardelli, okay. I make better brownies from scratch. Like, oh, I you- believe that you do. I'm yeah. just saying, when I'm a lazy bitch, like I want to okay. make some Ghirardelli because they're delicious. Yeah. Um, so Nebula or Nebby, uh, <laughs> made these brownies, uh, and Nebula Stop the War Lawrence is Topanga's, um, sister, just like how Stacy is Sean's sister. And she eventually gets like written out of the plot. Yeah. And I think this is so funny. Nebula Stop the War Lawrence. Like, is that like, like three it? separate middle names? I mean, it's uh, a statement. Yeah. It's a statement. What's like yeah. the weirdest like name you've ever encountered? Nebula uh, is pretty high up there for me. In real life? Yeah. No, in real life. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I don't know. I did nothing like Stop the War Lawrence. Uh, I mean, does anything come to mind? I don't inter. I don't interact with kids. Like I know that my friends who I have a friend that does um, uh, like cranial advantages, like something, something. So, th- so you know, when babies have like heads that are not perfectly round, they get the helmets. Yeah. Yes, yes. Form. So I have a friend that um, works in that industry, and she tells me all the time of like unique baby names that she runs mm-hmm. into because she works with babies all the time. I I work with pillows all the time. Like I don't I don't run into. Yeah, um, I, yeah, mean, I guess I, teachers would probably have the best stories for these types of things. Yeah. Um, no, like the only thing I can really think of is my cousin's kid is named Patience. Oh. Which is, but it's weird because that was their firstborn and their other two children have like very normal names. Okay. That's a, that's a little strange. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be funny to like have a kid name it Patience and have it be like the most impatient child ever. Like, oh, but that's like what you're asking for. Yeah, when like name someone Grace happens. and they're just like completely like sloppy yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clumsy. So like when you name your kid something like, I don't know, Blaze, then you're gonna have like a fiery ass kid. Like that's Blaze. what you're asking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but I still prefer Nebula Stop the War, Lawrence. Yeah, it's a statement. That. Yeah, and it's, you know, if this was Xenon, then it would be a normal name. I was thinking that exact same thing while watching this. Um, we're, we yeah. talk about Xenon so much, we're eventually going to have to podcast about it because it's just... Xenon's is it 1990s? My, yeah, it of course. Be. Xenon okay. is like my favorite Disney Channel original movie um, yeah. ever, 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 ever. I love Xenon. Yeah. So um, Morgan comes downstairs and see Topanga's Braid, which we will talk about later, so stay tuned. Um and she wants a braid. So uh, Topanga, being the wonderful, beautiful person that she is, is like, oh, well, like, I can do that for you. So they, like, go upstairs. She braids her hair. It's very cute. Yeah, I like how Morgan says to Corey that she wants to see more of Topanga and less of Sean. <laughs> yes. That was good. Yeah. And um, this is when, like, Sean starts, like, poking fun at Corey, mm-hmm. saying, oh, look who's here. You know, she really likes you. Yeah, she brings over brownies. She tries to get in good with your sister. Like, there is an obvious crush going on. And Corey's, like, acts like he's really not into it. Like, he doesn't – I think that he – it's less so, like, he doesn't like the thought of Topanga liking him. And more so, he doesn't want the attention put on him because – when Amy and Eric comes home and it gets brought up again, like – He's very embarrassed. Um, he does not want anybody to think that he has a girlfriend. Like, he doesn't want anybody to think that she likes him. Um, I think that has, like, some to do with the fact that it's Topanga itself, but more so to do with, like, he doesn't want that attention put on him. Yeah, I also think he's, like, resisting growing up because I think he's someone who just, like, doesn't, like, change that much. So he likes, like, he likes his routines, right? He likes his monster movies. He likes 
hanging out with Sean. Like, I don't think he's ready necessarily for like the changes that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he completely resists it. Meanwhile, like they're all poking fun at him saying he has a girlfriend and, you know, like just basically saying like, Oh, you know, Topanga likes you. Um, but yeah. Eric has to go outside to bring the garbage out and Topanga's being a creep. Oh my God. Did you see that? I didn't see that on my first watch, but on my second watch, I, I was like, Topanga, like, what the frick are you doing? She's like hanging out in the bushes, like watching yeah. this conversation between Eric and Feeney. Um, what? <laughs> oh, weirdo. But so Corey kicks uh, Topanga out mm-hmm. because he, every, like, because basically uh, Sean's like, really really like embarrassing him and Corey says like they're over the legal hair limit yeah always the hair yeah um the hundredth hair mention um you know amy says that wasn't polite but like doesn't really like correct her son's behavior especially after like taking the brownies and like shutting her out again and then yeah and then topanga literally just waits in the bushes and like spies on eric what a yeah, creep. it was kind of creepy, but I do like because this it, they do show that like Topanga we know as being someone who's very intelligent, very independent, strong-willed. She's an activist, you know what I mean? Like she's all of those things, but I like how they show that people that are like intelligent people can succumb to their emotions and like <clears throat> she's going through puberty. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she's kind of feeling this way and we'll we'll talk more about that part later but yeah she's she's creeping in the bushes and Feeney and Eric are having a conversation uh Feeney with the excellent guilt always always with mm-hmm. the guilt mm-hmm. basically he says like oh yeah you were entertaining but you you didn't even teach them anything you didn't talk about anything serious like drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. and Eric's like I don't want to you know bring them down with that kind of talk you know um but yeah Feeney, Feeney's always so good at the at the guilt yeah and Feeney like presses that because Eric says like I don't want to be a role model and Feeney is like well as soon as you came into this classroom you became a role model for these kids yeah and that like totally changes Eric's perspective on you know on that he just thought that he was getting out of the algebra class he didn't realize that by doing this he is making a huge impact on like 20 kids lives it's a lot of yeah. responsibility for someone, especially like Eric, who doesn't take, you know, responsibility that seriously. Right, right. Um, so Eric sees Topanga, who runs off. Um, and then the next day at lunch, we have, again, like Sean and Corey always at the lunch table. They're talking about gross the mac and cheese is. And Topanga comes up and she basically says that her sister has some like Godzilla goes to college movie, but um, like her VCR is broken. So if they want to watch it, she has to come over to their house, which like should be like in the viewer's eyes, like a little bit of like a ding because like mm-hmm. we saw her looking at Eric. And then we also know that like, why wouldn't she just want Corey to come over to her house? You know, it has to be at their house. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, so Corey really wants to see this movie. So even though he was bitching about Topanga being over the day before, he concedes and is like, okay, fine. Like, you can come over, like, 4 o'clock, like, bring the movie. And, like, Topanga's like, great, that's, like, enough time for me to get ready. And Corey's like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, I mean, get the tape. I mean, get the tape. Okay, bye. She, like, scurries off. Like, way chill to Panga. Yeah, and she scurries off in... She scurries off in such a hurry that she forgets her, like, apple and her binder. And Minkus comes in. And I'm sorry, but I love Minkus's insults. I want to start using them because he calls Corey a maggot. And, like, (laughs) when's the last time you heard someone call someone a maggot? It's amazing. Uh, uh, The last time, like, that... Christy Carlson Romano and Hillary Duff movie where they were like dancing <gasps> army people. Oh, Kelly, Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly, yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so true. Yes. So he is pissed because he thinks that Corey is just like playing games with Topanga just to get like brownies and stuff. And Corey's and like, listen. Him. 
yes. And Corey's upset. And turns out Sean has been spreading rumors. <laughs> this is so messed up. You're spreading rumors about your best friend? How dare you? Listen, half these people are gossip queens. Oh, like we yeah. have gossip queen fiend. Mm-hmm. And now Sean is on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean makes up a rumor that him, uh, that Corey and Topanga are going to Alcapoco on a trip together. So ridiculous. They're 11. (laughs) But Mingus, of course, is going to believe it because he, like, loves Topanga. Yeah, and the whole school believes it. It's making the rounds. This rumor is going faster than Rachel Green's rumor in the I Hate Rachel Club. So they get into it about it and like finally Corey's like, all right, Sean. And then Corey says, or Sean says something about doing a walnut. I, I don't, he has him in like a headlock or something. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, um, he, you know, Sh- Sean like bullies Minkus yes. and, as like Corey's bodyguard. Yes. And then, um, then that's when Minkus is like, I got two words for you. Antiperspirant. That is one word. Is it? It's one word. Antiperspirant is one word. Because of the dash? No, it's just antiperspirant. There isn't even a dash. There's no I Googled dash. it. I Googled really? it because I was pretty sure. Yeah. But looks like you're not that smart, Minkus. Nope. 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 Go back to school, Minky boy. Yeah, Minky boy. <laughs> so, so Sean realizes that Topanga leaves behind her binder. And they start looking through it. And, of course, they discover – that she's written, you know, Mrs. Topanga Matthews. And then we they see Eric Matthews, mm-hmm. not Corey. What a plot twist. What a plot twist. Shocker. Did um, you do this when you had, like, crushes in school? Oh, yeah. Like, you put your name in the heart and, like, you do, like, Mrs. Whomever. Yeah, I, I used to do that all the time. I actually have, like, I, ha- I have a diary where I have this, like, written uh i can show you it's very embarrassing it's like and then you write like i will be like blank's wife like we oh will get God. married like i yeah of course did you That's ever so do this funny. i i rarely wrote the like mrs jessica whatever i more just would put like names of crushes like in hearts if i or i like was very big yeah. on like doodling but mostly just hearts not necessarily because my biggest fear was like my notebook would be discovered like this happens and then my crush you finds would, out. You wouldn't bring your notebook to school. Oh, okay. So like it's I would my school it. notebook. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I would. I don't know. Like, I, I daydreamed in class sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, I mean, it would definitely go in a diary. I don't know if I would do it in a school notebook. It seems a little incriminating like you're saying. I mean, that's what the Binga did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, it's a big surprise for Corey. Um, and be- before he was just saying like you know it sucks to be so attractive and uh, he I think it's like a slap of reality to Corey that he's not the one that Topanga has a crush on this whole time it's really his older brother Becky with the good hair um, Becky with the good hair Becky with the good Eric with the good hair yeah so Corey this is like you said this is kind of like uh, surprising for Corey so he ends up um running into or he, you know goes to confront eric about it and he says listen like someone's in love with you and of course eric is immediately interested in finding like, out what's going on yeah well, i know yeah and so he tells him it's topanga and um again brings up her hair always you know the the hair in the front seat with the girl attached to it or whatever the heck he says yeah he really likes to paint his hair it's like he's very obsessed obvious. i mean oh, to be yeah. fair it's he's beautiful. sitting behind her so he must be staring at it all day yeah that hair must get on his desk all the time. That must be so annoying. Yes, yeah. Um, Just like so swatted away. <laughs> so he's like, you have to deal with this. Like, you have to talk with her because, you know, it's it's not okay. You know, like, I think he really is concerned that, like, her feelings are going to get hurt here. Um, yeah. Like, if he doesn't end it. So yeah. um, he tells – I think Eric tells Corey to kiss off. Kiss, kiss, kiss her off. No, it's the other way around. Corey tells Eric that he has to kiss her off, which I was like, I've never heard this phrase before. No, I don't think it's a real phrase. And, yeah, so Eric agrees to let her down gently and um, that, you know, that, like – 
he talks about how she's too young to have feelings like this. And like, you know, you don't really understand love until you're 15. And he, Eric was a natural cause he, he understood it at 14. Um, so, um, oh, yeah. And then Corey just goes on this whole thing. Cause like, you know, Eric says like, you know, you're jealous. And Eric's like, I'm not, um, Corey's like, I'm not jealous. Like, what would I be jealous of? Like, our kids would be named like Chewbacca and Plankton and like yada yada. I mean, they're called Riley in August. So yeah, not too far off, I guess. Yeah. So um, basically Eric is convinced that maybe he should do, you know, he'll let her down easy when she actually comes over. Mm-hmm. And then we have this conversation with <laughs> Alan and Corey. Yeah. And so- like, It's supposed to be, like, a father-son chat about, like, puberty and, like, having your first crush. But, like, Alan, I feel like it was just, like, a nothing burger. Like, (laughs) he did It didn't really go anywhere, right? No, it didn't go anywhere. He basically was like, yep, well, that's women. And you're going to – it's going to be like this until you're 70 and then you die. So get over it, kid. And I was like, give his father. Give him some type of advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – Basically, Corey, like, Alan's, like, you know, sorry you're having girl problems, like, and, like, Corey's, like, well, it's actually not my problem anymore because he actually, like, she actually likes Eric, and he was, like, well, were you upset by that? And he was, like, no, and he was, like, were you, like, you know, you know, were you happy that she didn't like you? And he was, like, no, so he's confused. Uh, Corey's confused. Um and yeah. yeah, basically, like he, Alan's like, you're gonna be confused for the the rest of your life. Good, good, good luck with that, son. And that's it. And then he Not leaves. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, also, okay, bye. nice what talk. Was, what was like Corey playing with during this conversation? It was like a bone, like a giant bone. Did you notice that? <laughs> uh, di- dinosaur. Shirt I thought memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a dinosaur bone. Um, I, why would he be playing with a bone? I don't know, but look back at it. It looks like a bone. Mm. Um. So Topanga comes over and her and Eric start talking um, and basically she's like, cause he says something like, oh, you should hang out with Corey. And she's like, I need someone older. I've done my chart. I'm an old soul. So uh-huh. I have a question for you. Yeah. Without like looking to see when Topanga's birthday is like, what sign oh. do you think she is in the, in the Zodiac? Uh, I have a guess. An Aquarius. That was my first guess. Aquarius, yeah. I feel like, would be an old soul. She's yeah. very offbeat. And yeah. my other, like, guess would be a water sign if it's not – if she's mm-hmm. not Aquarius, I feel like she has to be a water sign. So, uh, yeah. I kind of – so I don't know if we have exact birthdays for the, uh, these characters. I do know that Corey's birthday, I think, is in February. So he might be an Aquarius. Which is weird. And I think that Topanga and um, Sean's birthdays are before uh, Corey's birthdays. So we'll have to keep an eye on that because that might be a fun bonus podcast to talk through their the different zodiac signs. Yeah, astrological. Because I think that like they have birthdays in the shows, but I don't think that um, I would not think of um, Corey being a Capricorn or an Aquarius or a Pisces. So if yeah. he's born in those like early winter months or those winter months. Um, so I think that we should track it and that could be a fun episode. Um, yeah. We're both into astrology, so that would be fun. Yeah. If that's not for you, that's fine, but it's for us. So <laughs> yep. Yep. So um, Topanga says that his aura uh, Eric's aura was glowing while he was in class. Um, <laughs> these are all supposed to be things that are weird, but like, I swear, guys, like, this is just like typical Gen Z and millennial shit at this rate. Like, we hear this all the time. I yeah. watched a video about somebody getting their aura read, and like, apparently, they like, take a picture, prints out a color of an aura. So, I've I guess had my aura read before. What was your aura color? I have a mixed color, so I'm like half yellow, half purple. Wow. I know. What does that mean? Um, I was told, well, yellow yellow made sense to me. I've heard yellow before because it's very, like, outgoing, like, kind of, like, bubbly-er, I guess. And then purple was something, like, I was very in touch with, like, 
the spiritual stuff. I'd have to look at it again, but it was something to that extent. And I was like, that's interesting. I mean, I'm very much into astrology, but I would not call myself like a spiritual person by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of funny. And he's kind of like trying to reject her in like the nicest way possible. Yeah. But then she tries to kiss him. Oh my God. Yes. And to grab her face. Yeah, he like face palms her. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. She says that she is like, you know, she's ready for these feelings. And he's like, you're not. Like, you don't even understand it. You just have a crush on me because of the way that I look. And meaningful relationships um, are not based off of looks. Yeah. And this was, I thought, Eric's best look yet. Like, I feel like he actually is being a genuinely good guy here and trying to, like, make her understand, even if he doesn't believe that himself, right? Like, he's very into, like, women's, like, women's looks and yeah. all of that. But, um, but yeah, it was really sweet of him to try to, like, let her down gently and, and mm-hmm. basically say, like, she's, she's like, you're smart. And she's like, I don't have to be. And he's like, you're going to have to be because yeah. it's like people aren't going to take no for an answer and you have to be, you know – you have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. I think this is great. I mean, this is definitely the most mature that we've seen Eric. And I think that this is the best look of Eric's. I can't imagine Eric ever. Like, I think this is like where he peaks. Yeah. <laughs> of, um, I don't think we get back to this. I'm not quite sure we can see, but this is like, I wish that we went on this, like, projection of maturity and intelligence instead of where we eventually wind up with Eric because this is great like this is um you know he kind of like negates all of what he's saying when Nebula rings the doorbell and he is like has like an instant uh crush on her and is like just based off of looks but um I think this is exactly what Topanga needed to hear and I think that uh, I don't know what got into him, but I would have loved to see more of this. Yes. And um, this is when Nebula arrives. Er- or Corey had called her to come pick Topanga up. And mm-hmm. Topanga's obviously very upset. So Nebula takes her home. Yeah. Um, I think that it may be because Topanga was like, okay, up until the point where her sister came. And then when Corey runs down and is like, is she gone? Is she gone? Oh, more hair. Like then mm-hmm. I think like Topanga realized that this was like a setup. And I think yeah. this is where she gets upset. Like more so that Eric's rejecting her. I think and it's like a pylon. Yeah. And to see that Eric like automatically likes Nebula and does not like her. I think right. that is another thing piled on. So uh, Topanga's having like a bad day, a bad, bad day. And she's yeah. ready go home it's a rough one for her um so we we end up in the school again mr feeney is reading poetry which like like literally william daniels can read the dictionary and i would listen oh yeah yeah Um, so this was the cremation of sam mcgee by robert w service this poem yeah it was intense and Corey was loving it he was loving Um, it the first time he's ever been interested in school ever yes Eric comes in and he decides that he would like try again with this lecture um, and he basically gets into, you know, drugs and alcohol and smoking. And I mean, there's obviously some very funny jokes with Minkus being like, I'm trying to quit um, yeah. because yeah. he says he would smoke if Topanga was into it. Um, but I think this is like. I really like the messaging of this episode and I think it's effective. I think they do a very good job at showing a character. Like if they had shown Corey falling into peer pressure, it's like, well, that makes sense. That tracks like it's Corey, but Topanga, like a very smart young woman, Mm -hmm. like essentially letting her feelings take over versus, you know, who she is as a person um, and saying she would be stupid. She doesn't care. She'll be stupid if a guy likes her. Um, I think they do a, she's a good vessel for the, the moral of the story. Yeah. I think that Topanga is a great vessel or person to tell this message because, um, I think that it's something that we wouldn't really expect from her. I think it's good to see a female perspective in this show in general, because it's been very like boy centric. I know it's boy meets world, but it's as a, 
young girl watching this show um, since the beginning. It was just nice to see like a female perspective. And this yes. sh- uh, episode was a little bit even more like it was equally focused on Corey as it was Topanga, which was really nice to see. Yes. No, I loved that. And I think it's just nice to kind of have them rounding out their side cast. And she'll obviously become main cast. Um, mm-hmm. But it's nice to see something that isn't so Corey focused. Um, yeah. And then we get to uh, see. So kind of Eric puts the screws to all of them and is like, you're going to be pressured with drugs and alcohol and smoking and, you know, be smarter than that. You're going to be coming around all these kids you don't, you've never met before and they're going to pressure you into things. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be growing up. You're going to start feeling things that you um, haven't experienced before. And like at this rate, like he's talking like right to Topanga, which uh, is so awkward. embarrassing and awkward. And like, if I was her, I would just want to like, crawl into my seat and like never come out yes <laughs> fully hide under my desk like because he's yeah. talking right to her it's like he looks oh, right oh, at her oh yeah uh, <laughs> poor thing um and then cut to the lunchroom again minkus is like doing the she loves me she loves me not with his origami um and like ripping it all up all of his hard origami work is gone I know he's just uh, he's so upset I feel so bad for Minkus here um and then we we cut to the the end credits or no that's not the end credits yet because uh Sean and Corey are talking making an agreement that like they're not going to let girls come between them and they're not going to get squishy as they like to call it and then a new girl walks up and asks Sean for directions to the principal's office and he immediately <laughs> this is the beginning of Sean the like player Sean the yeah love yeah 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 and he's like uh Corey's like we made a deal we made a deal and he's like booking it and he's like nope um yeah. and yeah and then we get to the end credits yeah so in these in these end credits minkus is tutoring sean and Corey in french um and they're like so ungrateful but like this was very obviously a setup just to have the french kiss line that that eric delivers <laughs> oh yeah 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 so uh he uh you know Corey is like well why do these french guys have to talk differently and eric's like well they kiss differently too and it's like, what do you mean? And then we're like, let's just say that the tongue is not silent. Yeah. No, Everyone's seen a setup. Ugh, yeah. yeah, too much. But yeah, I, did, I thought the... that you would not enjoy that line. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was our episode. I thought I liked the moral of the story. I feel like we're back to where we were. We're back to good moral um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, good lessons learned. Um, yeah, I like this going is through a, a different character than Corey. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah, this is a story of young love, of puberty, of ch- life changing as you're getting older. I thought that it was a good message and I enjoyed it. Would you say that this was a story of a girl who cried a rest? <laughs> you know i would say that yeah i would i would say that that's what this was so um i'm ready for our uh our fashion hour this week because it was my week to pick the outfits mm-hmm. um i'm very excited i feel like i am really in love with like almost every single outfit that i that i chose like i feel like i had a Ooh. lot to pick from okay um so starting off with a rachel green award for the most 90s outfit I'm starting with specific and we've we've done this before where it's not necessarily the outfit. It's just about fashion in general. And so I am picking Topanga's braid because this was a very popular trend. Like people would braid ribbon into their hair or like Mm -hmm. take that string and like hair wrap those like little pieces. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, you would get a hair wrap if you went on vacation to Florida. Um or you know, that's that was very popular. Then later on, um, yeah, there was always braids, always the ribbon and the braids. Eventually <laughs> in the tens, there was the tinsel braid. Do you remember that putting tinsel in your hair? Then there was that. the feather. The feather oh, that gosh, got popular. Yeah. Um, so there's always um things in hair trends. Yeah, so I loved the the, bra- the single little braid that she had with the ribbon in it. I thought it was very cute um, mm-hmm. and very of that time. Um, secondly, I have – I mean, c- you, you can't talk 90s and not talk Mighty Ducks. 
And oh, Corey's yeah. wearing like a Mighty Ducks jersey with like a like a teal kind of like a teal turtleneck underneath it, and then like a light wash denim jean. And Mighty Ducks is so iconic for the '90s, so I couldn't not include that jersey in this discussion. Yeah, are the Mighty Ducks a real hockey team? Oh gosh, we're gonna sound dumb. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's a kids' movie. I don't think it's an actual thing. Uh, okay. You know what? If it is, that's fine, and I could be called out because this is not a fucking sports podcast, people. What are you doing here? If you're, you're getting, if you're trying to get your sports news here, you yeah. come to the wrong place. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Our hockey correspondent didn't write in this episode. <laughs> okay. No. Um. Oh well. We'll find um, out when people add us on Twitter and say, you guys are idiots. Of course, the Mighty Ducks are or aren't a hockey team. Um, <laughs> and third, and my personal favorite, we have Corey in the final scene of – or the final, you know, act or whatever of the show. And he's wearing a, like, periwinkle long sleeve tee underneath a dinosaur T-shirt, of course. Jessica. So it's, it's 90s. <laughs> I, I didn't put it in timelessness, so you, we have to compromise somewhere. This is very 90s. Dinosaurs yep. are everywhere in this episode. He's holding a dinosaur bone. So this shirt is basically like a cream color, and like it's like a pattern of like looks like grayish, like lighter dinosaurs. And then on the front, there's one giant T-Rex that's red. Yeah. So When are we going to let go of the dinosaur shirts? Never. 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 Okay. I'm over it. So um, those are the three options you have to choose from. Uh, in honor of our hockey correspondent, Jonathan, and I did like that movie. I'll give it to the Mighty Ducks jersey, especially because yep. we never give any awards to Corey ever. I think he deserves it. I feel like Mighty, there's nothing more 90s than – like I mean, Mighty Ducks is iconic for the 90s, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, I, and honestly, I just want to reward him for not wearing a Phillies jersey. True. He's branching out in his sports love. So thank God. Good job, Corian. Your award of the Rachel Green Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. We're going to start with Eric, um, his first outfit of the episode. So he's, of course, he's always wearing a denim jean. Um, his shirt is like chunky stripes. So it's like gray on the bottom half and then alternating black and white stripes. Um, and then my personal favorite part of this outfit is the jacket. So I think it's, I don't know if it's like a suede or like, I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe like a felt, but it's, it looks kind of like a Letterman jacket, but like an adult version. So it's Mm -hmm. like black on the, the body part. And then the sleeves are more of like a brown, like a light, lighter brown, almost like, um, I forget that, that color brown, but it's I like the jacket a lot. I feel like it could you could see someone wearing, wearing that today very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the k- sleeves are camel. That's the, it, camel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The back is also a different color than the front. Um, it's an interesting jacket. He looks. Um, these are his cool, cool kids' clothes outfit. Because he pointed, he's like, "You need cool clothes," and he like showed off his outfit. Like, this is my cool clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks like pretty, pretty dapper in this outfit. Yeah, I liked it. Um, up next, we have Mr. Feeney. And this is in the part where he's lecturing Eric. He walks outside and he's kind of wearing like a gray, like slacks for pants. Um, I can't quite tell what the shirt is underneath. It looks kind of like a red button down shirt. But over top, this is like the the piece of resistance this oh speaking of french this is (laughs) a it's like a cream cardigan jacket and it has two large pockets in the front it buttons up and it has like a chest pocket as well and i just think it looks cozy but very cute very chic yeah he looks like pretty cute like he looks like he's like this is like a little bit more dressed up for Feeny. he i like this like it's a crowl neck almost red shirt um yes. underneath i i'm a fan and he looks like he like this would be like a good like date outfit with uh whomever he can get a date with yes yeah no i thought he looked good so i had to include him in it yeah Um, and lastly, we have Nebula's outfit. So we briefly see her in that one scene. And I thought I could see easily see somebody wearing this outfit today because it's basically just like a floral print dress. And over top of it, she has like a periwinkle ribbed, um, sweater cardigan style thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and obviously her hair is curly, wonderful. She has like the poof in the front, which was like actually more odd. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I thought this outfit was really cute. I mean, I I wouldn't do the poof as much, but I I thought the floral dress was very cute. Yeah, she looks really cute uh, in this outfit. I like it a lot. It's like short, but not like too short. And um, she's cute. Like uh, her hair is not as nice as Topanga's hair. I just want to point out, although they have similar curls and the color is very similar to one another. So they did a decent casting choice with uh, at least the hair color. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this outfit. So what I think is uh, deserves our Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness. I think that in honor of our appreciation for her name and uh, her, who knows if we're ever going to see her again, um, I will give it to Nebula Stop the War Lawrence this week. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Yeah, I like it. I like Congratulations, it Nebula, Nebby. Nebby. <laughs> She's yes. So um I yeah, so congrats to her. Um I did reach out to our people and I asked them if they for feedback and if they ever had a I asked the question, have you ever had a crush on your friend's sibling and who was your first crush in general? Um I can answer first if I've ever had a crush on a friend's sibling, um, because obviously I was reminded of my own story, but um, I went to sleepaway camp and I had a friend and um, we actually kept in touch after going to sleepaway camp together. And I stayed at her house a couple of times and I did develop a crush on her older brother. He was like a real cutie. He was like a few years older. He like seemed pretty cool. And I had a crush on him. And at one point she like called me out and got mad at me. And she was like, Oh no. She was like, you have a crush on my brother. And like, at first I denied it. And then she was like, no, like I know you do. And she was mad at me for it. And I, I, what the I hell? don't, what are you I supposed don't, to do about that? I don't, I don't know. She didn't like it. So I don't know if I was like over there, like paying more attention to her brother than her. Yeah. And like, that's why she got mad at me or like what the scenario was. But, um, I don't remember how it got resolved. I just remember that confrontation and her being like really upset that I had a crush on her brother and obviously I don't talk to her anymore so maybe maybe this crush ended our friendship well screw her like it's not you can't help how you feel yeah Yeah. Uh, nothing ever happened between me and her brother have you ever had a crush on a friend's sibling Uh, No, none of my friends growing up had like older brothers only Mm -hmm. one did and he wasn't like my type at all yeah Um, all my friends had like older sisters or or younger siblings yeah in high school um my friends either had like younger brothers or older sisters so yeah yeah, I did not experience a crush older but that's the way that was like in middle school when I had a crush on my friend's brother um and it tore my world apart I guess Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. So um, I we did get a couple of feedback about that. Um, so um, Soulmates Lens wrote in and they said, oh, yes, I had a massive crush on my friend's brother in high school. He's a couple years older than us, but he was really nice and really good looking. Um, so I wonder if anything ever happened between because once you get older, age doesn't matter as much, and like a few years is nothing. Yeah, but back then, like when you were in high school, it's like a huge deal. Yeah, it's oh, it's definitely, deal. it's definitely big back then. Yeah, yeah, because like in this episode, she's eleven and he's 14, 15, 15. Yeah, and a four year difference would like totally not be a big deal in real in like right now. Like if I dated somebody that was thirty five, like that would be super normal. But back then, it's like, oh, no. And yeah. it would have been weird. I mean, obviously. like, Yeah, it would have been too much for that time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, and then they also wrote, <laughs> this is, so her fr- first crush is, was Mr. Rogers. And she told her mom that she was going to marry him. 
That's so sweet. And that uh, she said that she likes nice guys. Apparently so. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I've discussed, my first, like, I guess, TV crush was, um, Corey, famously. Yes, yes. Um, first real life crush was probably some dude in preschool or whatever. Um, or, like, I don't know, there's, like, a couple of, like, um, like elementary school guys that I went to eventually with high school with that like everybody had a crush on these like three same three boys. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It was always the same. Like there was always one guy for every grade that like everybody had a crush on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sending that in. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. Another piece of feedback that we got has nothing to do with the question that we asked, but uh, Jonathan was going to write us um, some um feedback about the next episode the b team but because of the boy meets world disney mix-up yes um he (laughs) he really got like um you know he watched the wrong episode so once again like we're really sorry that we're following the disney way but if we don't like disney's just gonna come after us and we none of us none of us can afford a lawsuit from disney no the disney overlords control us (laughs) yeah so i think next week we're talking about the b team i think that's correct yeah season one episode 15 on disney plus i believe it's the b team yeah and then karen also our friend karen also wrote to us and she was not helpful in the department of um of if she she basically said it's none of our business who (laughs) Her, her first ask her directly karen <laughs> which is so like karen um like karen yeah but she did say that she likes she she's not a boy meets world fan she just likes us so she said that she likes the curly haired girl in the photo so she likes topanga and in the photo that i posted she says the boy in the back is too old to be in this class and the boy in the back is sean sean oh did God. really grow like writer strong he's very grow tall so so tall but i feel like in real life like now he's not that tall and i feel like Corey's taller than sean at, at yeah, he eventually he's very tall in the beginning, and maybe he's a year older or so, like in real life. Oh, and then he eventually maybe. like stops growing, and he's one of the shorter ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's very so, he's a petite man. He, yeah, he is a petite man. Right as strong is. Yeah. So, um, thank you guys for sending in some sort of feedback. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we love the feedback. Yeah, we like I said before, we are posting a feedback. Um, dialogue a couple of days before we record the episode so you can send in stuff in real time and we will read at the end of the episode or you can send feedback in for previous episodes and we'll read it um this is all at shit 90s pod on all of our social media or you can send us an email at shit 90s pod at gmail.com and we will read it on the web on the website on on uh i I keep stopping myself from saying on air because like this is not like a live on air okay uh on you can uh email us at shitnetuspod at gmail.com and i'll read it on the podcast yes Um, so so we have some um some exciting stuff coming up so by the time this comes out we will have already recorded with mr mike blue about the Rugrats Hanukkah episode. So that should be coming out next week in honor of Hanukkah. Um, We know everybody loves to talk about Christmas this time of year and celebrate Christmas. But you know what? We got to respect the Jewish traditions as well. And so we're going to do a Hanukkah episode. Um, So stay tuned for that. We have some more exciting Christmas bonus content coming out. Um, if you want to follow us individually on social media, I'm at the Just Sterling and Sarah is at Sarah Ferguson um, on Twitter. And um, keep your eyes peeled on that podcast stream because we're going to have so much stuff coming out. And next time we will be covering Boy Meets World Season 1 Episode 15. That's on Disney+, Plus, which I believe, like you said, is the B-list. Um, B-team? B-team. Um, and uh, yeah, until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.